Ladies and gentlemen, recording from Los Angeles, California. Welcome to another edition of the one and only podcast known to the world as Sean's Sports Stop, where Sean Tiplitsky gives his unique opinion on the biggest news stories in sports. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of my podcast. This is, excuse me, this is episode number 223, and I'm coming at you from Los Angeles, California on Monday, February 11th, 2019. Um, Yeah, I was going to do, so I was going to do an episode, you guys know it's a daily podcast, I was going to do an episode yesterday, but I decided not to because there was very little to talk about in sports, Um, so I just figured that I shouldn't... um, that I shouldn't bother talking about it. So, you know, like very little, the podcast, that podcast would probably be like 10 minutes longer. So, so I figured I would wait until today, see what's up today and then kind of combine the news and you do like a two in one episode. So we have lots to talk about today. You know, as legendary UFC ring announcer, Bruce Buffer told you, I want to cover the biggest news in sports and give my unique opinion on all the stories. And but what he didn't tell you was that I'm also going to cover the news results and future matchups of the LA sports teams. Um, so we have lots to talk about. So from February 10th, we only have a few, but that includes Manchester City destroying Chelsea 6-0, the AAF average, averaging 2.9 million viewers in their opening night, beating out the Houston Rockets versus Oklahoma City Thunder marquee NBA on ABC primetime matchup. Joel Embiid dropping 37 points in a Philadelphia 76ers win over the Los Angeles Lakers. Magic Johnson saying that Ben Simmons wants advice from him. Uh, I'm going to cover the results from week one of the AAF. And Joel Embiid saying that he was like, oh bleep, after Ben Simmons' three-point attempt versus the Lakers. And then from February 11th, this is going to make up the bulk of this episode, most of the stories. The latest AP college basketball poll. Georgia landing the potential number one pick of the 2020 NBA draft, Anthony Edwards. The San Francisco Giants planning to offer Bryce Harper a lucrative short-term deal. The Toronto Raptors signing Jeremy Lin. The Philadelphia 76ers shutting shutting down the potential uh, Magic Johnson and Ben Simmons meeting. Milwaukee Bucks owner being fined $25,000 by the NBA for tampering in regards to Anthony Davis. Lakers guard Josh Hart being out through the All-Star break. Kyler Murray picking the NFL over the MLB. That was pretty crazy. The Cleveland Browns signing free agent running back Kareem Hunt. The NBA investigating Ben Simmons, Magic Johnson, and the Los Angeles Lakers for potential tampering in case there was any contact uh, violating NBA rules. Justin Verlander said that the system is broken regarding a free agency in the MLB. Um, number The University of Virginia beating uh, the University of North Carolina on the road. The Houston Rockets and Los Angeles Lakers being uh, teams being interested in free agent um, player Markeith Morris, James Harden, James Harden extending his streak of 30 point games to 30 games. The Oakland A's reportedly not giving up on Kyler Murray, despite he uh, saying that he's going to fully commit to football and Elton Brand reportedly apologizing to Magic Johnson. So I'll get into all that. As you see, lots of stories to cover, you know, I believe it's 22 in total. Um, 
And yeah, but first I want to say every episode of my podcast is available on every podcast platform that includes iTunes and Spotify, so make sure to check it out. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, feel free to leave a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps me out a lot. Follow me on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes. helps out a lot. And yeah, check. Also visit my website at seansportsdump.com for access to all episodes for access to all episodes to see which famous athletes I've interviewed and to read the articles that I have written under the my blog page. So without further ado, let's get down to it. The first story, as I said, has to do with European soccer and Champions League will be happening. Uh, actually, you know what? Um, I'm not gonna, I'm only, since there's, you know, lots of stories, I, f- I feel like I can make a good episode with only this stuff from February 11th and just not cover anything from the 10th so I'll, I'll give a little bit of detail so man city beat chelsea 6-0 in a thumping i believe man city is now first in the premier league the aaf averaging 2.9 million viewers not much detail there i said that they beat out the nba Joel beat at 37 points in the win versus the lakers kyle kuzma had 39 almost uh, that's his road career high almost his past his career high of 41 and i was actually in attendance for his career high it was um, recently against the pistons at home um, so I'll get into more details of those stats when I cover the LA sports teams. Um, Magic Johnson and Ben Simmons, there's going to be more on that uh, when Elton Brand, when the report came on Elton Brand apologizing to Magic. Uh, AAF week one results, I can cover that uh, with along with the LA sports teams at the same time. And Joel Embiid was basically, the last story was Joel Embiid basically being very surprised. So as you can tell, not only were there only, um, not, not only were there only, uh, very little stories to cover on the 10th, February 10th, but they also didn't have much detail to them. So that's why I'm deciding not to cover them. So the first story, uh, almost six minutes in and still didn't get to it, but we're getting to it now. The first story has to do with college basketball. Tennessee remains the number one team in the latest Associated Press Top 25, but Duke is inching closer to retaking the top spot. The Blue Devils closed the gap between themselves and top-ranked Tennessee thanks to an 81-71 win at Virginia over the weekend, with just 19 points separating the two teams. Gonzaga, Virginia, and Kentucky, who has been surging, round out the top five. So past the five, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Houston, and Marquette are in top 10. 11 through 20 is Michigan State, Purdue, Villanova, Kansas, Texas Tech, Louisville, Florida State, Kansas State, LSU, and Wisconsin. And then 21 through 25 is Iowa, Virginia Tech, Iowa State, Maryland, and Buffalo. So that's the update on the latest AP college basketball poll. Speaking of college basketball... The University of Georgia got a big commit. Um, Georgia landed one of the most sought-after prizes on the recruiting trail Monday when shooting guard Anthony Edwards joined the 2019 class. Quote, two of my favorite players, Dwayne Wade and Victor Oladipo, were coached by Tom Crean, and he's a great coach, Edwards told 24-7 Sports as Evan Daniels. They came in not highly rated and came out really good. It weighed big on me. I went to a game and I felt the fans in the gym, everybody showing love, and I felt like I was home, Edwards added. My sister just had my nephew. I want to see him grow, so staying close to home was a big factor. According to 24-7 Sports' composite rankings, Edwards is a five-star prospect and the number two overall player, number one shooting guard, and number one player from the state of Georgia in his class. The six-foot-five and 215-pound playmaker reclassified from the 2020 class to 2019 and still finds himself near the top of his recruiting rankings as he prepares for the next step of his basketball career. NBADraft.net has Edwards as the projected number one overall pick in the 2020 NBA Draft. ESPN's Jonathan Giovanni has slotted him at number two. Many of the sport's ultimate blue bloods, uh, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, Michigan State, and UCLA, were featured when he cut his list to eight in November, underscoring his talent level and the hype of programs interested in him. 
Daniel Snowden Edwards posted 21 points and 6.1 rebounds a night. As a member of the Atlanta Express while playing on the Under Armour circuit, he also drilled 45% of his three-point attempts, so very good. Um, huge, huge pickup for Georgia, this guy. I mean, I think he'll be definitely at least a top three pick in the draft. Future NBA star, I, I believe, from I've seen some of his highlights. And huge pickup for the University of Georgia because, you know, their basketball team is definitely lacking. So now switching gears to the MLB. Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimbrell, four of the biggest free agents have still not signed. But the San Francisco Giants are reportedly on the hunt for Bryce Harper. According to Bob Nightingale of USA Today, the Giants, quote, plan to offer Harper a lucrative short-term deal but have no desire to provide a long-term contract approaching the 10-year $300 million contract Harper rejected from the Washington Nationals in September. Nightingale also reported that, quote, one high-ranking rival executive boldly predicts the Giants will ultimately sign the 26-year-old star. Signing Harper would be a departure from uh, San Francisco's plans to this offseason plans to this point. As Nightingale noted, the team was prioritizing getting younger and more athletic and had only spent $9 million in free agency. The Giants were also listening to trade offers for their older players and reportedly haven't even, hadn't even engaged with Harper until last week. While teams like the Philadelphia Phillies, Chicago White Sox, Washington Nationals, and San Diego Padres have been linked to Harper throughout the offseason, the Giants could be a surprising new contender and at the very least will provide the slugger with a bit more leverage in negotiations. Of course, the Giants in the Bay Area are, hope, are hoping to be more than just leverage. Even Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr made his pitch to Harper, saying, quote, Bryce, come to the Giants. Let's go. We want to be able to pursue players to bring uh, championships back to the Giants as fans. Giants president Larry Bayer said at the team's fan fest per Nightingale, Bryce Harper is an amazing player. It's very hard. These are competitions and I can't handicap it. Uh, one factor remaining in these negotiations will be where Manny Machado signs and which of the two players comes to an agreement, contract agreement first and sets the market. For teams like the Phillies, Machado would be the consolation prize for potentially missing out on Harper and vice versa. In that way, the fact that both remain unsigned provides some leverage to teams who can simply take their best offer to both players. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't really know where Harper's going to sign. I don't exactly want him on the Dodgers, but I wouldn't mind if he ends up on the Dodgers because that definitely makes us a better team. You know, we traded away Yasiel Puig and Madcamp to the Cincinnati Reds. So, but I also, at the same time, on the other hand, I wouldn't necessarily be upset if the Dodgers don't sign Harper and it's not looking like they will. They're not listed as some of the teams interested. You know, the White Sox, Padres, Phillies, and Nationals are, and the Giants, obviously. But if the Giants get Harper, I would be upset because they're such, you know, they're such big rivals of the Dodgers, the NL West. So we would have to see Harper a lot, face him a lot, worry about pitching to him a lot. It just wouldn't be something that I would want. Um... If the Padres would get him, it would still kind of sting because they're also in the NL West. But even though the Giants were also very bad last year, the Padres, I think, are not as good. They do have a much better farm system. That means the minor league system in baseball terms. But I just really hate the Giants. I'm not going to, you know, I'm supposed to be bipartisan on this podcast, and I usually am. But I just can't deny it. I really dislike the San Francisco Giants. And I can't say I dislike the San Diego Padres because we beat up on them a lot, you know, the Dodgers. Um so, and you know, I don't really dislike them. I really dislike the Diamondbacks, Arizona Diamondbacks and San Francisco Giants. But if the Padres get them, I would actually be a little happy for them, even though they're divisional rivals, because they've had lots of, they haven't had any success in recent memory. So now switching gears to the NBA. So Philadelphia 76ers general manager Elton Brand said he already shut down any possibility of star point guard Ben Simmons picking the brain of NBA Hall of Famer and Los Angeles Lakers team president of basketball operations Magic Johnson during this offseason. Quote, 
Rob Palinka called me and said that Ben Simmons wanted to talk to Hall of Famers after this season. Magic was on the list. Brand told 97.5 The Fanatic. He asked for authorization. I said no. This was over a month ago. On Sunday, Johnson revealed Simmons wanted to pick his brain on some trade secrets about being a big point guard, per Mark Stein of the New York Times. So, um, Magic also showered, pra showered, praised, showered praising him on Ben Simmons, saying, quote, I love his game. I love his vision. I love also, too, in terms of basketball IQ. He has a very high basketball IQ. Look at him now. The, the East better watch out. If it felt like Johnson was dancing around some tampering infractions, Brand's stance on Simmons not speaking with Johnson shouldn't come as a surprise. Sure, from a purely basketball standpoint, Simmons should want to talk to an NBA legend like Johnson, who I, along with many other people, consider him to be the best point guard who ever lived. But from a business standpoint, the Sixers are justified in not wanting one of their players to talk basketball with, with another team's executive, especially one who has already committed tampering on more than one occasion in the past. The Lakers were also all but accused of tampering by the New Orleans Pelicans after Anthony Davis demanded a trade this season. The precedent for the Lakers tampering as the organization looks to pair LeBron James with a superstar has been set. Yes, Simmons will likely remain in Philadelphia for the foreseeable future and is eligible to sign a major extension this summer. But as this Davis situation showed, players are not afraid to make a push to leave an organization. And Los Angeles has always been a des destination organization, especially now that LeBron James, a great player, is there. So um, it's already this is a kind of previous report. It did come out yesterday, but earlier in the day, it's already been kind of clear um, that the Philadelphia 76ers actually initiated the contact the contact with the lakers about simmons meeting with johnson and uh, elton brand with the way he said things he made it seem as if rob palinka contacted him first uh, so he insinuated the, that the lakers contacted him first which then i believe that was the reason why the nba started investigating for potential tampering which you know i as a, as a laker fan it's kind of annoying that we get investigated for tampering so much but Magic Johnson needs to needs to watch what he says says publicly, but at the same time, in defense of the NBA, you know they need to do their due diligence. I think they're a lot better with these things, these controversial things than the, than a league like the NFL is. So, yeah, but you know, Elton Brand, I think he purposely kind of insinuated that the Lakers contacted the Sixers first, which is not true. I'll get into that more later. You know, he actually reportedly apologized to Magic Johnson. But before we get into that, we have some more stories like uh, Jeremy Lin, and he plans to sign with the Toronto Raptors once his buyout agreement with the Atlanta Hawks is completed. Agents Jim Tanner and Roger Montgomery informed Woj of ESPN of the decision. Lin, who's now 30 years old, is making $12.5 million in the final season of his contract. He's averaging 11 points and 3.5 assists in 51 games for the Hawks after coming over via an offseason trade from the Brooklyn Nets. The Raptors will be Lin's 8th NBA team in 9 NBA seasons. He has never stayed with an organization for more than 2 years and could be a short-term rental in Toronto. The Raptors will not have Lynn's bird rights, bird rights when he hits unrestricted free agency this summer. Uh, but this is a solid move from a basketball standpoint. He's a solid backup for uh, Kyle Lowry, and uh, I like it. So transitioning now to more NBA, some bad news for Laker fans, but not too bad, uh, to be honest. So the Los Angeles Lakers will rest jo guard Josh Hart through at least the All-Star break with patella tendinitis in his right knee, according to Woj of ESPN. The Lakers are set to face the Atlanta Hawks on Tuesday and then have eight days off until their next game against Houston Rockets on February 21st. Hart has been dealing with knee problems for the past few weeks. He missed practice due to left knee tendonitis in late January. He missed the Lakers game against the Indiana Pacers on February 5th, although he returned for the next game two days later. He did not play in Sunday's loss to the Philadelphia 76ers, but he was reportedly available if needed per Kyle Goon of the Southern California uh, news group. That's an interesting last name. 
it seems the team will now give him the opportunity to heal for the second half of the season. And that's smart. You know, they don't need him. He's not like a LeBron James kind of player, even though he's a solid role player. Very, uh, plays hard, very physical. But, you know, they have one game left for the All-Star break. They play the Hawks, who are a sub, definitely a sub-average team. So they don't need Hart. He's currently averaging 8.5 points and 4 rebounds a game. And he has started 21 of the 54 games in which he's played. Uh, Reggie Bullock and Contavious Caldwell-Pope should get extra minutes at the two against Atlanta with Hart unavailable. And I just hope that his recovery goes well as a Laker fan. He's a great player. Uh, I like to watch him a lot. He's very fun to watch. And yeah, now we have more NBA and more uh, tampering that comes with it. Milwaukee Bucks co-owner Mark Lazary has reportedly been fined $25,000 for violating the NBA's tampering rule for comments on Anthony Davis, according to Malika Andrews of ESPN. The violation came when Lassery discussed a report that said the New Orleans Pelicans star might want to play for Milwaukee, per Mitch Loris of Sporting News. Quote, I saw that report and I think it's great. It's a little bit of what we want. We want players to come and play in Milwaukee. And part of it is when you're winning and you're setting a standard for excellence, people see that. People want to win. It doesn't make a difference if you're in Milwaukee, New York, or LA. The whole goal is winning. So we hope it would be players like Anthony Davis and others who want to come to Milwaukee. Um... Because, you know, Shams reported that uh, AD, if he's traded from the Pelicans before he becomes a free agent, would resign with the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, and Bucks. So uh, interesting that he get, got fined for those comments. He didn't really say anything controversial or something. I guess by protocol, it technically violated the NBA's tampering rules, but he didn't really insinuate anything. So I don't think he should have been fined for that. But, you know, the NBA has its rules and they need to be followed by the people involved with the league. So now switching gears to uh, the NFL. Kyler Murray is heading, in, is heading to the NFL and leaving baseball in his rearview mirror. In a statement released Monday, Murray said, quote, I am firmly and fully committing my life and time to becoming an NFL quarterback. He added, quote, football has been my love and passion my entire life. I was raised to play quarterback, and I very much look forward to dedicating 100% of myself to being the best quarterback possible and winning NFL championships. I've started an extensive training program to, fur to further prepare myself for upcoming NFL workouts and interviews. I eagerly await the opportunity to prove to NFL decision makers that I am the franchise quarterback in this draft. Wow. Murray was already widely projected as a first-round pick and should move up boards after giving his firm commitment to football. He had previously signed a contract with the Oakland Athletics that allowed him to play football for one season at Oklahoma before joining Oakland's farm system. The A's took him number nine overall in the first round of the 2018 MLB draft. So as I've said multiple times, he will likely be the first athlete in the history of sports to be a first-round pick in the MLB and NFL drafts. Unfortunately, for many players, several players have been drafted in both drafts, but nobody was a first-round pick in both. Unfortunately for the A's, Murray has Murray's lone season as Oklahoma starter as Oklahoma starter was historic. He threw for four thousand three hundred sixty one yards and forty two touchdowns against only seven interceptions, while adding over a thousand yards rushing and twelve rushing touchdowns, taking home the Heisman Trophy. Projected as a mid round selection heading into the heading into the twenty eighteen season, Murray vaulted into the first round conversation and sent his future into question. Jeff Passan of ESPN uh, reported. Murray will repay $1.29 million of the $1.5 million signing bonus the A's gave him last year. The A's would have paid him an additional $3.16 million on March 1st, but he won't get that money. The success of Murray's NFL career will hinge on whether a player of his size can thrive as an NFL quarterback. He was listed at 5 feet 10 inches by Oklahoma, a number Mike Houck of the school, of the school sports information office backed up last month. There had been some speculation that Murray was as short at fi as 5 feet 8, in 8 inches, which is very short. Regardless of his actual height, Murray could be the shortest quarterback drafted in the first round in modern NFL history. Even his most direct comparison, 5'11", inch Russell Wilson, lasted until the third round due to concerns about his height. 
Wilson has managed to thrive despite his size, and the Cleveland Browns are very happy with their selection of six foot one quarterback Baker Mayfield, who was the shortest quarterback taken number one overall since Michael Vick. So we'll see. I mean, it looks like Kyler is committing to football. Very surprised. I have said that he should that he should go with baseball logically, but again, I also said that if his heart is with football, that's what he should do. And it seems like football is what he really enjoys playing, and uh, I wish him nothing but success. So switching here to more NFL, Kareem Hunt has received a second chance to continue his NFL career after agreeing to a deal with the Cleveland Browns on Monday. Ian Rapport of, uh, offered details on the contract, tweeting, quote, The hashtag Browns signed running back Kareem Hunt to a one-year deal that could be worth more than $1 million, not factoring in the suspension, source said. More than the minimum, after this year, he'll be a restricted free agent. General Manager Don Do- John Dorsey spoke about, the de- spoke about the decision to sign the Ohio native, saying, quote, my relationship and interaction with Kareem since 2016 in college was an important part of this decision-making process, but we then did, ex- did extensive due diligence with many individuals, including clinical professionals, to have a better understanding of the person he is today and whether it was prudent to sign him. There were two important factors. One is that Kareem took full responsibility for his egregious actions and showed true remorse. And secondly, just as importantly, he is undergoing and is committed to necessary professional treatment and a plan that has been clearly laid out. We fully understand and respect the complexity of questions and issues in signing a player with Kareem's history and do not condone his actions. Given what we know about Kareem through our extensive research, we believe he deserves a second chance, but certainly with the understanding that he has to go through uh, critical and essential steps to become a performing member of this organization, aside from what the NFL determines from their ongoing investigation. Uh, After TMZ Sports released hotel footage showing Hunt shoving and kicking a woman in an altercation at the Cleveland Hotel in February, the Kansas City Chiefs released the second-year running back. He said, quote, I deeply regret what I did. I hope to move on from this. So this was a great signing for the Browns, in my opinion, a very, very good running back. I believe they also have Carlos Hyde if they didn't move on from him, who's solid as well. But they now have Baker Mayfield, who's a great quarterback, Jarvis Landry, who's a great receiver. Um, Sorry, I'm blanking out. Kareem Hunt was a great running back. No, actually, Carlos Hyde is with the Jaguars. So let me see what happened there. So I remember him with the 49ers. So he signed a three-year contract with the uh, Browns, but then he was traded to the Jaguars for a fifth-round pick in this year's draft. So Jaguars actually have a pretty stacked um, backfield coming into the season with Leonard Fournette, uh, TJ Eldon, and Carlos Hyde. Should be pretty interesting. But um, great pickup for the Browns. And, you know, Antonio Brown might be available. Le'Veon Bell might be available. So... Who knows how good the Browns will be next season. I think they'll be a playoff team for sure, though, to be honest. So now uh, switching gears to college basketball. Number four, Virginia bounced back from its loss to Duke in a big way, knocking off number eight, North Carolina, with a 69-61 road win on Monday. The Cavaliers, who are now 21-2, and were led by 20 points from Kyle Guy as the team shut down a previously red-hot Tar Heel squad at the Dean E. Smith Center. DeAndre Hunter added 20 points, while Ty Jerome finished with 15 points and 11 assists, uh, notching a double-double as Virginia ended the game on a 12-2 run. Uh, this helped the squad remain in contention for an ACC regular season title at 9-2 on the year. North Carolina, who, is now 19, who are now 19-5, entered the day on a 7-game winning streak, but could not keep it going despite 17 points from Kobe White. So huge win for Virginia on the road after losing to Duke at home. So big bounce-back win. Uh, so now switching gears to the NBA, the Lakers have an, also, have an open roster spot, but who will they pick up? Could be Carmelo Anthony, but could be this guy. Free agent forward Markeith Morris has been cleared to return to the court after recovering from uh, transient cervical neuropraxia. His agent, Rich Paul, confirmed to Yahoo Sports it's Chris Haynes on Monday. According to Haynes, the Houston Rockets, Los Angeles Lakers, and Toronto Raptors are interested in signing the 29-year-old. 
Morris has not played since the Wizards is 106 to 95 loss to the to the Detroit Pistons on December 26th. On January 3rd, the Wizards confirmed he was suffering from a neck injury and would be out for six weeks. In a salary dump, the Washington traded Morris and a 2023 second round pick to the New Orleans Pelicans, who quickly waived the eight-year veteran. Now that he's healthy, Morris could provide value for a contending team looking to improve its roster for the stretch run. Before his neck injury forced him to the bench, he averaged 11.5 points and over five rebounds while shooting 33.3% from three in 34 appearances for the Wizards. The Lakers, for example, need all they can get in three-point shooting. I mean, they're 20th in May threes at 10.3 a game and 26th in shooting percentage from three at 339. So the Lakers definitely need some help with that and he would be a solid pickup. Although I would prefer, to be honest, Carmelo Anthony over Markeith Morris specifically since Wesley Johnson was already signed by the Indiana Pacers. So switching gears back to the MLB and free agency, baseball season may seem right around the corner with MLB pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training this week, but there are a number of free agents, including notable names such as Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, who have yet to sign with teams. On Monday, Houston Astros pitcher Justin Verlander spoke out, decrying a, quote, broken system as a reason squads have not signed 26-year-old All-Stars, among others. So he tweeted, quote, 100 or so free agents left unsigned. System is broken. They blame, quote, rebuilding, but that's BS. You're telling me you couldn't sign Bryce or Manny for 10 years and go from there? Seems like a good place to to start a rebuild to me. 26 to 36 is is a great performance window, too. He wasn't the only one to weigh in as reigning National League MVP Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers responded to a tweet by David P. Samson, Samson of CBS Sports. So Yelich tweeted, quote, consistent with your anti-player rhetoric, but adjusting to this new reality isn't exactly the solution either. Yelich's response and anti-player rhetoric, rhetoric reference stood out because Samson was the, was the Miami Marlins president when Yelich played for the team. As for Verlander, he responded to multiple tweets about the topic, questioning where the money goes when it doesn't go to players, and pointing out teams with low payrolls uh, that don't that tank don't lower ticket prices for fans. His responses underscored that mon- that the money teams make isn't necessarily reinvested into the products on the field, uh, and that plenty goes back to owners. He also highlighted that ticket prices aren't tied to player salaries, as some may believe. Mari Brown of Forbes provided some head-turning numbers when describing LB's. When describing MLB's $10.3 billion in gross revenues in 2018 as, quote, another record year. Only 54.2% of those revenues went to player compensation, approximately a 4% drop from 2017. It was the biggest salary to revenues drop since 2012 when the figure fell over 6%. What's more, that percentage hasn't increased from year to year since 2015 when it rose 4.2%. So it is kind of a broken system. I mean, system Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are such good players. So even though they want 10 years, again, they're both only 26 years old, 26 or 36, as Justin Verlander, who's very experienced in the matter, said it's still a good performance window. So I'm kind of surprised at this, but, um, you know, it is it is what it is. So now, like Zlatan Ibrahimovic of the LA Galaxy says, it is what it is because it is what it is. So now switching gears back to the NBA, James Harden is continuing his historical tear. And he's just ridiculous, to be honest. So the Houston Rockets defeated the, the Dallas Mavericks 120-104 uh, to 104, uh, at home on Monday at the Toyota Center. Houston is now 4-1 in their last five games, while the Mavericks fell to an ugly 6-22 on the road in 2018-19. But they have, when the Lakers played them, and I was watching the Lakers-Mavericks game from Dallas, Texas, the Mavericks had the best home record in the NBA, so they probably still have a very good home record. They should look no further than their continued struggles away from home when searching for reasons why they're not in the Western Conference playoff picture. 
James Harden obviously led the way for the Rockets with 31 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, and 5 steals, and extended his streak of games with 30 or more points to 30 in dramatic fashion by scoring 11 points in the final 3 minutes. Five Rockets finished in double digits, including Chris Paul, who had 17 points and 11 dimes, double-double, and Gerald Green, who had 19 points and 6 boards. Luka Doncic spearheaded the effort for the Mavericks with 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists, almost recording a triple-double, 2 assists shy of a triple-double was Luka Doncic. Uh, so now an update on Kyler Murray. Will the Oakland Athletics are reportedly not done, uh, you know, pursuing Kyler? The Oakland Athletics reportedly aren't willing to give up on Kyler Murray's baseball career just yet. Murray appeared to call it quits on, on a potential Major League Baseball career when he announced, I am fully and I am firmly and fully committing to my, li- my life and time to becoming an NFL quarterback. But Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic reported Oakland still believes the Oklahoma product could suit up for its team. Rosenthal noted the A's have recently believed, quote, conflicting signals from Murray and, quote, believe Murray's statement was crafted by his football agent, Eric Burkhart of Select Sports Group, to demonstrate an unwavering commitment to the NFL, the kind of commitment commitment NFL teams wanted to hear. So we'll see how this goes. Maybe he still likes baseball, will choose baseball. Maybe he could use this as a potential, uh, you know, kind of thing to negotiate, like, hey, you guys drafted by the Buffalo Bills, let's say. I don't want to play in Buffalo. If you guys don't trade me right away, I'm not playing for your... I'm going to go play baseball or something like that. So now we have more on uh, Elton Brandon Magic Johnson to close, out the, to close out the big new section of this episode. So let's get to it. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers star Ben Simmons was apparently looking for some tutoring from Los Angeles Lakers president Magic Johnson, but rules might have been broken in the process. Quote, the league office is looking into whether any contact t- took place between Ben Simmons and the Los Angeles Lakers that violated the NBA rules. Uh, NBA spokesman Mike Bass said Monday per Woj of ESPN. Johnson obviously said Sunday, as I already said, that Simmons reached out to the Lakers to see if the two could get together in the summer. Um, so, you know, Philadelphia general manager Elton Brand said on the Fanatic that um, the Lakers reached out and he said no. Brand noted it wasn't a major uh, issue in a statement to Woj saying, quote, no issue. I have a great relationship with Ben and Rich Paul, and we expect him to be a sixer for a long time. He has taken interest in chatting with some of the game's all-time greats, and we're supportive. I had I had brief dialogue with Rob Palinka, who I've known for a long time, but nothing is planned. Our collective focus is on making a postseason push. Again, we're not sweating this. End of story. ESPN's Ramona Shelburne attempted to further explain what happened. She tweeted, quote, Elton Brand called Magic Johnson Monday afternoon to apologize for insinuating that the Lakers had called unprompted to ask permission for Johnson to speak with Sixers forward Ben Simmons in a radio interview Monday morning, league sources told ESPN. She followed up by tweeting, quote, In other words, Ben Simmons had an idea about talking with Magic. His camp, not Rich Paul, talked to someone with the Sixers, not Elton Brand, who then asked the Lakers, who then went back and asked Brand, who said no. Got it? And then she tweeted a happy face emoji. Uh, so a very interesting situation. It was also reported that a lower level, lower level Sixer employee directly emailed the Lakers, and that's how this all started. But anyway, it is now known that the Lakers did not uh, contact the Sixers. In fact, it was the other way around. So now we're going to be transitioning to the Los Angeles sports teams, starting with the Lakers, who uh, they played on Sunday, and they lost to the Philadelphia 76ers, 143-120 to 120 on the road. Lakers are now back at 500 at 28-28. and 28. Well, the Sixers are 16 games over at 36-20. and 20. LeBron James led the way for the Lakers with 18 points, 9 assists, and 10 rebounds. One assist shy of a triple-double in 33 minutes. Kyle Kuzma was two points away from tying his career high with 39 points. JaVale McGee had a double-double with 21 points and 13 rebounds. Brandon Ingram was solid with 19 points, 4 boards, and 4 assists. In his Lakers debut, Reggie Bullock had 2 points, 3 assists, and 1 rebound. Not very good. 
Contavious Caldwell Pub at six points and three boards. In his Lakers debut, Mike Muscala had eight points, two assists, and a rebound in 13 minutes of action. For the Sixers, I mean, you know, they were great all around. Joel Embiid had a double-double with 37 points and 14 rebounds. Tobias Harris in his... Uh, First in his one of his first games as a sixer at 22 points, six assists, and six rebounds. Jimmy Butler had 15 points, three assists, and four boards. TJ McConnell uh, had 13 points and three assists. Ben Simmons had eight points, three assists, and seven had eight points, seven assists, and three rebounds. Not that good. The Lakers will look to get back in the win column in their last game before the All Star break as they take on the Atlanta Hawks on uh, Tuesday, February 12th at 4:30 p.m. Pacific time on the road. The Los Angeles Clippers uh, played today. And they lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves 130-120. to The T-Wolves are now 26-30, and while the, the, the Clippers are four games over 500 at 31-27. and The Clippers will also look to get back in the win column as they take on the Phoenix Suns on uh, Wednesday, February 13th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time at home. It is also their last game before the All-Star break. The Los Angeles Kings played today, and they lost on the road to the Washington Capitals 6-4. to Capitals are now 31-18-7, while the Kings are 23-28-5. Uh, the Kings are not last in the Pacific Division anymore. They're seventh. The Ducks are last. Anaheim Ducks, that is. And so the Kings, you know, it was a very successful road trip. They got seven out of a possible ten points. So let's see. The road trip it started with a 4-3 uh, win uh, uh, against the Rangers. Or no, it started with a 4-2 loss. Yeah, 4-2 loss against the Islanders. 4-3 win against the Rangers in overtime. 5-1 demolishing of the Devils. 3-2 uh, win in the shootout against the Flyers. 5-4 loss in overtime to the Bruins and a 6-4 loss to the Capitals. The Kings will look to get back in the win column on Thursday, February 14th as they take on the Vancouver Canucks at home at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. The Anaheim Ducks, they did not play today. They play uh, Wednesday uh, at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time against the Vancouver Canucks as well. So ladies and gentlemen, this is all we have for this episode of Sean Sports Up. A pretty good length episode, 33 and a half minutes. So, so thank you so much for listening. And as always, until next time.